Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Lucy Mar and the Stars, where we talk about who the fuck you are. And we are here with the Aquarius icon, Noah Williamson. What's up? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Noah is one of my TikTok besties. I Our Libra risings are a degree apart. So we just, yeah. you get it, you get it. Us and Harry yeah. Styles, like... Mm-hmm. And I was so excited to have you on because first of all, I just love having other astrologers on always fun to get different perspectives, but also this is in the most Aquarius heavy chart that I personally <laughs> have seen. And like, I am so excited to dive into these energies because it's just, it's the coolest Aquarius is just cool. Like cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're yeah. very cool. <laughs> So what's your, before we get into it totally, what's your Mm -hmm. story? What's your vibe? What's your passion? What's up? All right. Well, I will start off with, I'm 20 years old. So I turned 20 in January. So only like four months ago. Um, I currently live in New York. I was born in New York. So I've lived in New York my whole life. Um, I'm a server at a restaurant. Um, I was going to college for a little bit last year, but I took a year off, which is currently what I'm you know, doing now. I don't know if I'm going back, which kind of means I don't think I am. Um, just because I've kind of like realized over, you know, the period which Saturn has been in Aquarius since March of 2020, um, I've like really, you know, a part of Saturn and Aquarius is like experiencing what makes you shine as an individual. And especially with it transiting over my whole stellium, it's like made me really realize like that I have to follow what I want to do. So I definitely, you know, astrology is definitely part of that. Um, You know, I post a lot. I, well, I posted a lot on TikTok, especially last summer. I took a little break because I do that over the winter and fall periods just because it's, you know, evil out there. (laughs) Literally when it's like down at my IC, making a TikTok is like hell. Like I'm like, if I can muster enough like energy to like get out of this depressive moment, then sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even like you're depressed, but sometimes like it it can be that for sure. But most of the time it's like, you're just like, you just want to sleep or just like lie down or you don't even want to like, it's like that feeling where you like, don't even want to like move over, like to turn over on your bed, you know? And it's like, it's like the creativity is not even something you think about. Cause you're just like, no, there's more like it's cold outside walks Mm -hmm. aren't that fine. Like it's no, yeah. You can't get your brain going. Yeah. And like, but I do like on the flip side, like, I think that like, I think that maybe just Libra risings because in the, like, uh, in our hemisphere, we are lined up with the seasons. Like we actually fucking peak in the summer. Like, honestly, yeah. I'm like, it's such a drastic thing that I'm kind of like, I don't know if I would give it up, but like every winter I'm like, is it going to be like this? And it is, but then every summer no. it's too. It's so true. And one, one of the best examples I have of that is the year of summer 2019, because I had such a terrible like winter 2018 slash beginning of 2019 winter. However, in my, in my solar return chart for that year, I had um, Venus conjunct Jupiter in Sagittarius in the first house. Um, So I had an amazing summer. Like it was just like, 
like a movie. It was literally so perfect. And it just so happens that like, you know, you get to experience like those things in summer, at least being a Libra rising for sure. Yeah. But like literally the equinox is peaking at our like 10th house. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Hmm, where do I start? Where do I start? Okay, so this Libra rising, obviously, um, I just love it. Whenever I meet another Libra rising, I'm like, hello, like it's <laughs> so safe. Like, yes, it is. It is. And it's, I just, I feel so like, I just love friendly energy. And I think that, like, I think that Libra risings actually are on TikTok a lot because, like, it's a little just about, like, especially Libra risings with the Leo uh midheaven which we both mm-hmm. have and with the leo midheaven the 11th it's like yeah like i'll put on a little show like i'll tell a little story <laughs> right like, i'll talk like leave a rising mm-hmm. like i'll socialize with like strangers on the internet like that's the vibe yeah I, and I feel like Libra risings, like they they can be so accommodating. And I feel like that's why they're so easy to gel and get along with just because they're so like, you know, cause Libra obviously rules the seventh house. So like the other person. So they're kind of always in a way focused on that other person and kind of how they feel and what their, you know, thoughts are, which is why, you know, it can be obviously you know, painful for the Libra rising themselves, because sometimes, you know, that it can lead to not focusing on themselves enough, but certainly for other people, you guys better be happy because we are, we are really nice to you guys. We don't, we shouldn't be sometimes. (laughs) We are actually curating like our personality, make sure you're comfortable. Like, right. Yeah. The thing with Libra is I think that people think from an outside perspective, like, um that like the fakeness that some people see is like thought out or anything but it's literally Mm -hmm. just libra in the moment is just wanting a calm and like charm it's never at least from my opinion it's never in a manipulative way it's always in a way of just like this is how i think that you want me to like this is how i want to make you feel comfortable but it's true like that's maybe not my job (laughs) Yeah, no, you are 100% correct because Libra is the opposite sign of Aries. So Libra still has that initial like impulse because it's still a cardinal sign. So it still has that like initial impulse to like do something, you know, very quickly, you know, to like fix something or do something. So the way that like that manifests as a Libra, it's like, how can I fix this situation? How can I accommodate this? Or, you know, so it doesn't look the same as an Aries because Aries does it in a more, a lot more in an independent way. And Aries does it in a way of like, how can I do this? Or how can I fix this? Whereas the Libra is like, how can, how can we fix this? Or how can mm-hmm. I fix this for you? If yeah, that makes sense. Totally. Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. does it feel having a Aries Mars in the seventh house in whole signs? How does that feel with that? Like kind of big, like I guess difference in your natural impulses and how you're showing up yeah, it, it, it is, it's always been a very kind of thing. That's been something I've noticed. I definitely appear and approach people in a lot, like a, a lot more lighter and more, you know, Libra way and a more accommodating way, but I have an Aries Mars. Like I, I have a very strong will to do things and I'm very personal. And obviously because, you know, my Mars very, closely sextiles my son in Aquarius like I'm 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 I like 
fiercely fight for what I want to do it and, you know, how I want to do it. But sometimes I'm in situations, you know, where I'm forced to either mediate or accommodate for other people just because, you know, as a Libra rising, it kind of manifests that way that in your life, you get to experience situations where you kind of just have to like sit there and you can't really take a personal like approach to it. Um, and that can be very, very frustrating mm-hmm. um, for my Aries Mars. And also something I've noticed um, is about working with other people um, and being able to like be a coworker and work as a team. Aries is a, a sign that struggles a lot as being a team player. If it's not yeah. the boss, it has a very hard time being a team player. So especially because I work, you know, at a food service job. Um, it can be very hard for me because with the guests, you know, like I'm great, but like in the back, you know, with the, with my coworkers, I can be, you know, pretty like upset sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that that's like, this is so interesting too, because I feel like how it is, is like anyone seeing the Libra rising is like getting, you know, that what we've talked about with the Libra rising, you know, the, the friendliness and the charm and whatever. But it's hilarious to have Aries in the seventh because your one-on-one relationships are getting a different person. Like like the roast Mm -hmm. game, the like kind of, yeah, it's a little bit more savage than people would ever expect from like a Libra rising. Yeah. (laughs) And then with with the Aries Mars there too, it's just like that motivate, like those sparks and kind of like even competitive nature in relationships almost can be like Mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah, 100%. Um, And you also have this asteroid Alexandra, which is at six degrees Aries. And so it's like loosely conjunct your Mars, but that is about, um, it's like dates back to like the library of Alexandra and it's about Mm -hmm. knowledge and it's about writing. Alexandra conjunct Mars would be like uh, making your influence in writing and wanting to like bring knowledge to people integrated into your motivation. So like, especially Mm -hmm. in relationships too, like you need to feel like there's um, you're sharing new things and you're bringing new knowledge and like, yeah. We're going to talk about that with all your queries. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that tends to be a, a very, very reoccurring theme in my life is like, once I'm like done learning about something, I leave it, that I like jump ship from it. And that's so true. And that's why I've stuck with astrology. Cause you can never learn everything about astrology. <laughs> literally same. I'm like the only thing that can never be done. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this uh, then Aries Mars, which is also very freedom oriented. Okay, so like this is also yeah. another interesting thing is the Libra rising in the Libra rising. You know, looking at the world through partnership, like likes partnership, wants partnership. But then the fifth house, what we're attracted to, the seventh house, what we want in long term, is very freedom oriented. Like it's yeah. very cerebral. It's very you kind of be on your boss shit and I'll be on my boss shit too. Like it's kind of that element. So with a two degree Aquarius sun conjunct a three degree Aquarius Venus, I would just, you just tell me about this. I would just love to hear. Well, um, I, so do you do anything about with Sabian symbols? Do you know about Sabian symbols? No. What are those? 
So basically they were, they were kind of curated in the 1900s or like not curated, maybe invented is the right word, but basically it's um, a description of each single degree of the Zodiac. So starting at zero degrees of Aries, going all the way to, you know, 30 Pisces. Mm -hmm. And there's an interpretation for each of, you know, each of them. Um, But why that's important is just because I feel like with having a stellium and going back to, you know, sun conjunct Venus, when you have planets um, in the, in the same sign, it's kind of like, well, how do you start different differentiating their energy, you know, because especially because I have five altogether and I know two of them are outer planets. So maybe it doesn't count a little bit, but for the most part, you know, all that energy is so close together. So really, as I started getting more into astrology, I started, I wanted to find a specific way. And this is where, you know, if anyone is interested, it's just called Sabian symbols. So S A B I A N symbols. And it's just a really good, um, cool thing that you can look into. Um, but yeah, um, how the, Sorry to go off on that little tangent. No, I mean, (laughs) wait, I think I've read that. I think I've seen that somewhere. Does it, Mm -hmm. does it like line up with degree theory? Um, I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure. I haven't, I haven't looked into the, um, if they parallels, but yeah, yeah, if they, if they interact, they, they probably do though, you know, everything does. So, yeah. So like in that, your son would be at the Taurus degree and your Mm -hmm. Gemini degree. Yeah. 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 So, and Neptune at the Scorpio degree. Yeah. Neptune at Scorpio degree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. But, um, back to personally how the sun conjunct Venus and Aquarius manifested for me, I basically, as you, as you would expect, I have a crap ton of friends, um, because Venus obviously rules friends and Aquarius is the sign of friendship. So anyone who has Venus and Aquarius automatically will have probably 50 million friends throughout their whole lifetime. And I do, um, (laughs) I have Many of them are online, you know, right now, which would make sense. Um, another one lives in Seattle that I've known for like 10 years. Um, you know, we met through Minecraft um, and then a ton of other people I know online. Um, and Aquarius, and- I mean, meeting online. It's exactly. Yeah, exactly. And just in general, like I, I really, I might not like stay with people forever just because, you know, Aquarius is a a sign that likes to move forward for the future. But I, I definitely always have a good amount of people around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Venus like exalts in the fifth house too. So it's mm-hmm. like, I love that. It's also like fifth house, bringing that Leo energy into there too. It's like, it truly, you truly are the Aquarius icon. Like, I think that especially because it's in Leo's house, it's like layering that axis on each other. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's why you're going to thrive in LA. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, the fifth house. That's why I do love whole sign. Cause in the whole sign, it puts my stellium in the fifth house, but in Placidus, which is what I use my is in the fourth house, mm. which is a lot more challenging. Cause Aquarius and cancer energy is like very hard to mingle. Yeah. Um, um, I do feel like it's man of like, I can see very, very clear manifestations of the cancer and Aquarius, like kind of split dynamic in my life, but also very, very clearly the Leo and Aquarius dynamic in my lifetime. Cause I do have, you know, like that TikTok 
Um, and I do have all my interest in like persona in astrology and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, going back to what I said earlier about classes and the whole sign, both of them, you know, always can accurately describe what's going on. Yeah. It just depends what you're looking for. Exactly. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I love it. There's so many. And it's like literally any new system I learn about, I'm like, yeah, that's valid. And like, <laughs> yeah, the cancer, the cancer in the Placidus, or you're talking about the mixture of the cancer and Aquarius energies. Yes. I have a cancer Venus. And like, okay. this is my whole thing is like, I literally want to like Aquarius Venuses, Aquarius, so fucking cool. But I'm like, how are they? able to be so like aloof and like chill and like detached I just I can't, could never be me I'm like I just want to know what that feels like <laughs> yeah so uh, how do I I don't know let me let's see how to describe it I I think the reason and this is going to sound bad but because Aquarius is the opposite sign of Leo a, a lot of the reason that Aquarius is so detached is because it has that knowledge of its own ego, which mm. is what, which is the, you know, cause Leo, Leo has that, you know, Leo is the ego, it's the sun, it's the spirit. And then Aquarius, you know, being the opposite sign of that. So Aquarius really does have a, almost a complete knowledge of its own ego. Aquarius really, what the sign is about is it's understanding that you know that you know things like and I know that that sounds weird but it's like you know that you want to do this you know that you want to feel this way you know that you want this you know and you go on that and go down that road road um but being how it gets to being so detached is because Aquarius is so futuristic that it sees things as always an opportunity. It's not, it, sometimes it can be opportunistic, absolutely. Aquarius can be a very, very opportunistic sign because it's always looking ahead and projecting itself into the future. And that's why it it is very detached because it just is so projected far into the future. And it does it so well too, because Aquarius is an air sign. So it has a lot of extreme mental energy. So it's able to do that. You know, it's not like an earth or a water sign where an earth is like grounded, you know, it can't really do that. And the very interesting thing about my chart is having a Taurus moon, it squares all of those early Aquarius placements I have. So there's kind of like a very distinct um, like separation of, of my, like, of my soul path of, of like who I am as a person, you know, there was like, I, I feel like I was my Taurus moon self until 2018. And then when Uranus entered Taurus and like started conjoining my moon in 2018, 2019, I like started getting into astrology. I started doing all this stuff online and I did TikTok and it was just all this crazy stuff. But, um, Aquarius really is so detached and it's, I, it doesn't do it in a malicious way, but it just does it because it, it's what it does, you know? Yeah, no. (laughs) And I think that also it is too, like, that's the whole thing about Aquarius being like the humanitarian, like literally you like without even think like it's Aquarius can just be weirded out that people aren't always other people aren't always thinking about like how they can better society. Like it, mm-hmm. and that's why it's Aquarius is the water bearer too. Like it's holding the yeah. burdens of society because you can detach a little bit enough so that like you don't like get washed down with all the problems of the world. But I think that that's really interesting because I do think everybody's chart kind of has like 
a problem sides to them or just like yeah. yeah and so like your Taurus moon at the Libra degree with the Libra rising yes. with the Cancer Jupiter that is like you know like love love just want to yeah. cuddle sensuality like yes and the moon uh, is exactly sextile Jupiter too so it's like very that sometimes and especially because the moon's ruled by cancer so it's sextiling a planet in cancer it's like it gets extra happy sometimes and sometimes I have to like and that can get really you know that's when my Aquarius starts to get really annoyed <laughs> yeah yeah because you're and your Aquarius Mercury too is just thinking thinking of all of this stuff rationally rationally and yes like, contextualizing it in the narrative of your life but not really like mm -hmm. feeling it all yeah the how does it feel to to well you only have Jupiter and Cancer really so like yeah without those water signs yeah I I mean I'm not really an emotional person and, and it's true you know my chart is 75 percent air um I've probably cried like 10 times in my whole life like I can I can like count how many times I've cried my whole life I like remember all of them because it's not often it takes a lot to get me to cry um you know recently I did I did just I told you before we started recording but I did just cry two days ago on the eclipse because that eclipse was you know almost exactly conjunct my moon it was it was nasty stay safe out no there, people, was, please. No <laughs> yeah but um yeah I just really it's not that I, it, and it definitely was a huge journey, um, getting into my emotional side, um, just because I am, I, or at least, you know, when I was younger, when you start off as a kid, you definitely, I think you tend to go to the more dominant energies in your chart. Cause it's kind of what's pulling at you, but obviously I have a Jupiter cancer. So there's going to be experiences throughout my lifetime where this Jupiter cancer energy is triggering me. And it's going to want a response from me that's invoking its energy. So and it's, and it's uh, square your, your, uh, Mars. So it's going to make you have to take yes, that action. Like exactly. Yeah. The Mars and Aries like wants me and it's like, personal and it's like very much me and then the Jupiter and Cancer is like a grandpa or like someone like in charge of like a business like saying no yeah yeah and I also and think that this this Cancer Jupiter is also just bringing that like into it in like this huge intuitive side and I think that I've been thinking a lot about uh, Taurus moons and just Taurus placements in general having a really strong kind of intuition as well like in a felt way. And I feel like you need those to get you out of like your Aquarius head. Like that's how you get those mm -hmm. physical and the Virgo in the 12th, like your body's going to tell you like, yeah, yeah. My, my Taurus moon, like I said, like when I was a young kid, I really was only focusing on my whole life was about my immediate surroundings. And, you know, in astrology, obviously your moon sign represents your mom and, you know, in psychology, um, it's studied that, you know, early on in your life, your mom is, is the most impactful person on you. Um, so you really inhabit, um, cause I do, I do psychological astrology mostly is, mm -hmm. and so part of my, at least this is my opinion, is that the younger you are, the more 
impactful your moon sign is on you just because that is your connection with your mom and your soul. Um, so, you know, obviously me having a Taurus moon, I was very, very, you know, Taurus is I use it's your material possessions. It's your money. It's your habits. It's your emotional security. It's, you know, basically like your house. It's just the, everything that your house represents, you know, sure that can be cancer, but cancer is more the love and emotions that go into the house. And Taurus is more, you know, the money and the material kind of possessions needed for that house. So I, as a young kid was very, very extremely just involved with what was going on in my immediate surroundings. And like I said, it wasn't until Uranus entered Taurus in like 2018. And, you know, obviously Uranus being ruled by Aquarius and being my, my signature planet in my chart, it shook up my emotional world very, very strongly. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you're, you're in your, uh, ninth house perfection year now yes so and that's like kind of bringing up so what's interesting also about your chart i think because you have so much aquarius energy that you're that you're getting so much knowledge all the time that's why you have that saturn in the ninth because like your saturn return is gonna like you're just constantly questioning those like your beliefs are being updated and like the cancer will come in and give like an intuitive hit then your aquarius will like learn 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 like so you're kind of in this constant state, especially with your North node in Gemini too, mm -hmm, is like, yeah. you're never meant to, to come to a place where you're done or stopping. It's always seeking. Yeah. And that's also a big part of what I've realized with my chart, because my North node is at 26 Gemini. So my South node is at 26 Sag. And if you know what's at 26 Sag, it's the galactic center. Um, so my South node is in the galactic center and the galactic center is all about everything, like the consciousness, like literally the beginning and all of us and everything. So it basically like symbolizes to me that like North node is like what I'm trying to get towards. I'm trying to like inhabit that in this physical reality, you know, like yes. become conscious of like everything and the integrations of all the systems in this physical world. So I think that's a really, and that's always, that's why, honestly, one of the main reasons I started astrology when I heard when, you know, I first got my chart read before I even knew what my moon sign meant. Um, this guy was like, you have your South node in the galactic center. He was like, that's really weird. And I was like, what does that mean? And then I like looked it up and I read about it and it's like, so, it was so cool. And yeah, it's one of my favorite things about my chart. Wow. Oh my God. Literally I, how I feel this is like, is like your past life, you, you know, galactic center, like you got it. You're everything. It was all the Sag, like you, reached the level where you understood it but this life like is all about bringing all of that like ga literally galactic information into like gemini bite-sized relatable information that's like teaching people it's also bringing in the teaching element and like yeah communication like having like how to fucking like knowing that like that was like your past yourself know like okay how do, what do I do with all of that like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely and 
A big part also I will say about my Gemini Saturn and North node is Gemini rules over the hands. And when Gemini entered Mercury two days ago, I actually just got these finger tattoos. <gasps> so I thought, and they're the planets. So oh I got all the planets on my fingers. So Did I you just put them figured, on the fingers that they like rule? No, oh. I, I wanted, I wanted to mix it up because I wanted to do a personal. So I put the malefics obviously on my middle finger. So, you know, I put Saturn on my middle and Mars on my middle, but I wanted to put, so I put um, sun on my pinky, a sun on my left pinky. I put moon on my left ring finger, Mercury on my left index finger, and then Venus on my left thumb. Cause I was like green thumb, like Venus thumb. I love that. Um, And then I have Uranus on my right finger. I mean, on my right thumb and then Jupiter on my right index. Neptune on my right ring and then Pluto on my right pinky. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I like that lineup. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. I feel like that's, I feel like you'll just get more choosing what to like focus on. You can almost just like look at a finger in the day. Like I want to mm-hmm. channel this energy. Like I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Gemini ruling the hands too. Like yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll, do you talk with your hands? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like always do this. Like when I'm eating, that's a big Libra rising thing is covering your mouth when you're eating. Do you do that when you're eating? Oh my do gosh. It? I don't or know. Or when you're chewing, when you're, <gasps> probably. Chewing, or like when you're talking, you probably do that. Cause I was, I have another Libra rising friend too, and their name's Megan. And whenever they're talking while they're eating, they're like talking like this and you can never hear them because they're like muffled because it's like don't see me not looking yeah literally that's what libra is it's like don't see me chewing (laughs) it's so funny and with the leo with the leo midheaven too it's like i don't see me unless i'm glamorous and ready Mm -hmm. for it yeah don't see me unless this is my moment (laughs) yeah um and okay i think also even though it is an outer planet, like having Aquarius Uranus is fucking huge, you know, like mm-hmm. that is, and it's, uh, yeah, at the Aquarius degree, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> of course. Of um, course, right? <laughs> but that's just like total fucking like, like innovation, like so much innovation, like what, mm-hmm. what? And then probably with astrology. Oh, I was going to say too. Your midheaven is conjunct the astrology asteroid. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So like, literally you're doing it. You're living it. Yes. And my, my son is, oh, wait, did you say my midheavens conjunct the astrology asteroid? Okay. And also my son, which is at two degrees is conjunct Altair, which I think I'm pretty sure that's another, um, astrological, um, star it's a fixed star constellation yeah and i think it represents astrology wait i can search it up super quick oh my gosh i bet wow damn and you have your sun opposite your midheaven that's i mean actually that supports each other i feel like with the fifth and 11th houses because it's like you're bringing your creative takes to the public Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm if it mentions astrology, it does not, but it says it's always been associated with the sign of Scorpio. It says confident, valiant, unyielding, ambitious, and liberal nature. Ooh. Mm. 
makes its natives guilty of bloodshed and gives danger from reptiles. <gasps> Ever wow. been bit by a reptile? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I've been bit by a snapping turtle before. <gasps> That's like, wow. I mean, yep. there you have it. There you I, go. I got bit by um a stray dog when I was in Guatemala and <gasps> it was it was the day that like Sirius which represents dog bites the fixed star Sirius was yeah. directly uh, was exactly opposite Mars and Capricorn and I was like <sighs> oh my god oh my god and and Mars is literally like aggression like a bite and Capricorn would be like oh my god that's funny yes and like in we were I like learned a little Mayan astrology when I was there and mm -hmm. the equivalent of my chart in like Mayan astrology would be really Capricorn heavy like really wow. karmic like I was the vulture is my main like animal it's like come oh, down I love and, vultures yeah and like mm -hmm. I was literally like oh my god like I that basically blew my mind up to like I think that the astrology is where you are. Like, I think that my Vedic astrology is probably how I would be in India. Like yeah. my Mayan astrology is there. Like Western astrology is focused on the sun. So like, it makes sense that it's in like the West. Like, yeah. Yeah. So many. Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very good thing to think of. I didn't think of that. Yeah, right? It's like, hmm. Um, mm -hmm. So having your moon in whole sign in the eighth house that's also yeah. bringing that scorpio energy and i think it's funny you have it conjunct this asteroid that represents like comedy so like oh yeah talia <laughs> talia yeah. yeah i yes i do i'm very funny i i at least i'd like to think <laughs> and it's like also in the eighth house with taurus and then also just the sag pluto generation where like we're, we're very joke about the we're shit so that's funny. happening to us like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nothing is taboo like let's just laugh about it i know <laughs> exactly i'm just i'm really scared for when these like capricorn and aquarius pluto like younger generations start coming up because that's so serious like that's all that saturn energy and even the pisces pluto like Ooh. that can be very much like savior sometimes scary like transformation stuff but anyways you know that's the oh god I didn't, so we're, I did not we're funny those pluto capricorns i mean pluto right? aquarius i can fuck with probably yes yeah, because i'm a yeah. pluto capricorn like right and well, i guess we're gonna need can... the pluto capricorns to then the aquarius are like cleaning up the saviors yes <laughs> I think it's so I think it's so cool though that we're the Pluto generation that's ruled by Jupiter because like that just gives us so much luck with like traveling and exploring new ideas and philosophies and intersharing you know ideas and religions and all that all that great stuff so I love being a part of the Pluto and Sag generation me too sure. I, have a, mm -hmm. I have a zero degree Pluto Sag <gasps> where my zero degree Virgo sun <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> it's so that's like a lot of research into your own like life philosophy and like your thinking and especially with like virgo and sagittarius that both being mutable that's a lot about like your analytical and like how you're adapting to your own mind and you even like your own routine 
And it's yeah. changing all the time too. So yeah. Oh yeah. Being mutable, you must change a lot. I don't change ever. I'm fixed. I oh, you know I've had the same three problems since 2008. <laughs> that sounds so nice. Like honestly. Yeah, it can How, be. But the fixed signs have been getting kind of fucked with yeah. lately so um how has that been I mean you just had the Aquarius I mean the eclipse actually so I guess yeah the eclipse was as eclipses always are messy and scary <laughs> um but yeah the past two years really have been the best and worst years of my life because in terms of like being the worst years of my life well obviously Saturn entered Aquarius and transit over over all of my planets it's like and, let's get serious yeah and it was just like everything went into shutdown you know obviously when Saturn first entered Aquarius that was when we all went to you know shut down and and the pandemic started and you know being an Aquarius that was really rough for me having no like not a lot of social interaction mm -hmm. so in in the beginning of it when Saturn first entered and it's funny too because obviously that's when it hit me the most strongest because I have that concentration of at that early degrees of that Sun Venus Neptune and that's when I was the most sad um and then as kind of Saturn transited further and it got it got on my Mercury and past my Mercury um I even, I really started like exploring things about myself. Like I started doing poetry and then eventually from poetry is when um, I, from TikTok, I found astrology and then I started doing astrology, obviously. And now I'm here. So Saturn in Aquarius has been a very, very, well, it's been a long Saturn cycle because Saturn isn't supposed to be in this as sign for this long at all no um it's gonna be three years too it's it doesn't leave until next march so i mean no i actually but, though it's it's truly like when i got into astrology it was the beginning of the pandemic so i'm like i wow. haven't experienced really a life without saturn in our fucking house of fun like are you kidding yeah yeah there it really is tough because Saturn, I mean, the early degrees of Aquarius represent astrology. Like there is a lot of astrology, like um, interpretations with the first few degrees of Aquarius. And that's probably why, you know, for you that when Saturn first entered there, that's where a lot of your karma and, and uh, as a whole, a lot of our karma was going, our work was going. And, and I, have a a one, I have a one degree uh, Aquarius Uranus. Oh, okay. So that was literally oh, awakening. You. But I'm, I'm having my Saturn Uranus conjunction right now. Cause my Uranus is 23 and Saturn's at 23 right now. Yeah. So, whoa. So do you so, feel like yeah. something's about, to, I mean, it's also the eclipse. Yes. Something's about to blow up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you also have the Fama asteroid, which is fame at 27 degrees Aquarius in the fifth house. Mm, I did not know that. Yeah, of course. It has to be in Aquarius fifth house too. I think everything is there. I have my series in there too. I know that. Um, and actually though, I am low-key excited for uh Saturn to be in my to be in our sixth house. Like, sure, Me too. bring some Doing structure more. to my work, please. Yes, my same. my Pisces has, has like sixth house Pisces is like 
so fucking wavy davy with the days. Like we are so able. That's another thing about Libra risings that people don't understand about us. Us having a sixth house Pisces, we are able to get through the day so much easier than other people. And like, I don't want to make you guys jealous out there, but like we have the ability to just like daydream or just like put ourselves into like a fantasy phase throughout the day. Like the amount of times where I just go into my job at work, I'll like blink and it'll be like three hours later and I'm like clocking out and leaving my shift. Like that is what having a Pisces success is. Like your everyday life is just like living in, like if, if Pisces is a weather, it's like the deepest fog that you've ever experienced. You, you know, you're just like sitting out there and everything's foggy around you. You can't see anything. So and we don't even know, like, I don't even really know what's going, like it's- You don't. I don't know what's going on in the day to day. Like, you don't know you Libra risings are very disconnected from the like everyday details of things, but they make up for it in terms of like their, you know, their 12th house Virgo. They're obviously, they're so intellectual and analytical about themselves and their own spiritual paths mm-hmm. and how they're approaching their, their selves. So, you know, obviously that goes on with the other rising signs too. They have that Pisces Virgo access in other houses, but I really enjoy having the Pisces success. And I'm, I'm like you said too, I'm excited for the Saturn in the sixth house. I, you know, Saturn for the most part, doesn't hate being in the sixth house. It doesn't yeah. really have any negative manifestations. I, sometimes it can be sickness or, or bad health, or sometimes visiting the hospital or sickness of pets or coworkers. Um, but for the most part, the, the general significations are just having a more grounded and realistic approach to your every day, which, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, us being Libra risings, <laughs> having Pisces in the sixth house, we could definitely probably use that for a year or two. Yeah. Get a little bit on track I think that yeah, it's just also a little with with Virgo in the 12th and then having that Pisces in the sixth I feel like our day-to-day what's the most important is that we get like our spiritual routines done you know like yeah. meditate and da 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 and da and like other mm-hmm. than that it's like whatever but like and I think that that's why it ends up helping is because like like those affirmations you know the little thing that that Virgo 12th house like you know, Virgo wants to be perfectionist. So in 12th house, it's like a little bit perfectionist about your spiritual practice. So it's yeah. like, I gotta, I gotta manifest here. I'm gonna miss this moon. Yes. Like <laughs> Another, uh, yeah. Another thing about the 12th house Virgo, which can be very, very difficult is a lot of the times they are their own downfall. Like more oftentimes than not, like you will n- almost never see somebody with a Libra rising being like the direct, um, the direct like um, victim of somebody. And I'm not saying that that never happens, but I'm saying that that's pretty rare compared to the other rising signs. Like for example, a Pisces rising or a Scorpio rising will probably go through very, very transformative experiences with other people. And, and sometimes in which case they get the short end of the stick. But for the most part, Libra risings, you know, I don't, you, you might be able to vouch for this, but we're pr- treated pretty fairly. Mm-hmm. And I think that the main reason for that is having the Virgo 12th house, we set up such an intense, like look into ourselves and our own lives that like, we are the only ones that can come in the way of our own like spiritual path. Like, because we just basically shut it off from everybody else. We, you know, focus on it with a laser lens and yeah. And sometimes it can definitely be our own downfall. We can get way too obsessed with how 
you know, what our connection is with the divine and are we okay? And is this our path? And, you know, it can definitely be a lot of questions. Virgo definitely likes to question. <laughs> yeah, literally never, never like never ending. Well, really. mutable. Yeah. Mutable. Right. I think that I really learned that too. I also found out that I have an asteroid called Nemesis in Virgo mm-hmm. in the 12th. And I'm like, I am my own, I am my own worst enemy. Like it's true. I, yeah. My own brain is actually the only thing that is holding me back all the time. And like it's really annoying though, because like I know that, but like yeah, it's a hard pill to swallow. Like it is, and especially because you know it too, because you're a Virgo in the 12th house. Like you know that you're doing it and you consciously do it every day. And like you like are realizing it as you're doing it. Cause you can't say that you don't, because you're a Virgo, like in yeah. the 12th house. Maybe if you're like, you know, like a cancer in the 12th house, you could be like, oh, I was feeling a certain type of way. But a Virgo is like, no, you thought about this very hard before you did it. <laughs> So don't go back now. Yeah. Having your North node directly trine the Libra in Mm. first house and then having that also try. I don't know why it's not showing up in my thing as a trine, but I know I see that grand trine like Mm -hmm. um, in the air signs. It's like literally just talking and being in front of people. And like you were saying during the pandemic and stuff, it's like socializing and telling your story and hearing people's stories and integrating new knowledge is like, your whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because in, um, Placidus, which is what I usually use, but you know, I do love whole sign, um, in Placidus, my North nodes in, in, is still in the ninth house and my ascendant is it, you know, obviously the first house. And then my Uranus is in the fourth house. So a lot of it is, you know, first, fourth, ninth, a lot of it is how I'm viewing things and how my everyday life is, you know, first house, and then how I'm feeling and how I'm processing fourth house and the ninth house, what I'm wanting to achieve and explore and kind of what I believe in. But I do like in the whole sign that it's one, five and nine, because it's kind of is like how I'm, <coughs> sorry, how I'm approaching things, which is first house and then fifth house, which is what is like kind of sparking you and that creative kind of, you know, excitement and pleasure. Um, and then the ninth house again, which is, you know, like traveling and religion and, you know, what, what philosophy or what kind of life type lights you up yeah yeah I love the ninth house I love the ninth house and I also think like I like a Saturn in the ninth because I feel like your Saturn return a lot of the time is just like getting to travel and like getting to meet new people and explore things and like actually get to yeah yeah and also as an Aquarius stellium, which, you know, is me, um, and being predominantly ruled or I mean, traditionally ruled by Saturn, I will speak on Saturn for a little bit. Um, please your, your Saturn return people, everyone is like so scared of it. It says it's the worst thing ever. Don't look at what sign your Saturn's in, look at what house it's in. That's going to tell you what your Saturn return is going to do to you. If your Saturn return is in the 11th house, your Saturn return is probably not going to be that bad. There's going to be maybe some friends that cut you off. You might be removed from an organization or community, but overall, or maybe, you know, there's going to be some restrictions with meeting new people or people understanding you or seeing you as weird or different. But if you have a Saturn in the fourth house, 
your Saturn return is going to look a lot different. This could be like a complete emotional overhaul um, and a complete emotional breakdown, you know, and, and that's why people definitely look at your Saturn and then the significations of Saturn in that house, because a lot of people who, you know, don't know a lot about astrology or who are just getting into astrology are really scared of the Saturn return. Like it is so feared in the astrology community. And I understand guys like Saturn is a scary planet, but if you have Saturn in a planet, in a, in a house that, um, and, and, and if it's making aspects like sextiles or trines like my Saturn trines all my Aquarius placements so so I my Saturn I'm, like, I'm like okay you're like Saturn returns are good you're like Saturn return is fine we're Saturn return is I'm like okay Aquarius stellium <laughs> but I do yeah I do hear you like uh it like I think it's 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 going to be what it's going to be my Virgo self is like you know it's going to be improvement we're going to learn lessons like mm -hmm. Mine is in the seventh house. So like I, I've been getting through okay. my sad years already. And hopefully after the universe gives me Harry Styles, like, yeah, that's the plan. Um, well, yeah. Saturn's exalted in the seventh house. So is it, it is. Yeah. Saturn's exalted in Libra. Oh yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it does, it definitely saves me because like, I literally don't like I am so cancer Venus Mars that I'm like imagining my entire future. So like, if it doesn't like that has just cut off so many things. Like I do feel protected in a ways sometimes like, yeah, but I'm like in my twenties and want to do fun stuff. <laughs> like, exactly. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a, another thing about heavy Aquarius. I mean, the heavy Saturn energy in any chart is having fun. Like that is the major thing. If you have heavy Saturn energy, sometimes you're just not able to have fun. Like you are, you will just not be having a good time. It doesn't mean that you're going to be like dying or, or in pain or, you know, like severely depressed, but I can definitely vouch for that. Like having, um, you know, a Saturn ruled stellium and Saturn trining that stellium. Um, I have gone through excessive periods where I'm just not having fun at all. <laughs> like there's a, there's been several times where it's been very, very serious energy that I've had to deal with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I think like I have Saturn in Aries and then I have a Sagittarius moon. So like seriousness is literally my enemy. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh my God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, but I also was going to say with your Saturn in the ninth, I feel like how that could show up for you is like, um, a publishing deal, like you kind of being locked into something like that Saturn commitment energy, but like, yeah. um, in how you're communicating, I don't know. I'm just, I'm yeah. like, I'm just putting some stuff out there. And then if that happens and come back here, everybody and hear the predictions. <laughs> exactly exactly okay well i think that's i mean you know, as you know we can go as literally deep as ever possible but yeah so true so <laughs> but true. let's do some um let's do some oracle cards and just absolutely with this new with this venus in aries energy with mm -hmm. this gemini moon energy like <laughs> i love gemini moon yeah no 
I, I love that the moon's in Gemini too, because Gemini is all about talking and interchanging ideas. So I love that we're doing the podcast right now because it's really good energy for being able to talk with somebody. And the moon's conjunct Mercury too, because Mercury's in Gemini. The moon's probably, you know, moving fast and leaving Mercury right now, but it definitely was conjunct Mercury earlier in the day. So yes. when we were talking earlier, so the energy's. And like, I think it's really important also to remember that like the moon exalts in the third house, like that Gemini energy, we are meant to talk about shit that's happening to us. We're meant to talk mm-hmm. things through like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, all right. So what are the vibes? Okie dokie. Wow. <laughs> okay. We have break the cycle. Okay. Okay. Eclipse season. (laughs) Okay. Eclipse season. Here we go. We already knew. Um, I actually have been feeling kind of this wheel of fortune energy though. Um, of like something's got to change. So either it's externally or internally, I guess. (laughs) Um, and then we have mirror mirror. (laughs) <laughs> so mm. I'm with this I'm kind of thinking yeah you should probably look internally <laughs> like this, yeah this um picture is literally like looking at the self in the water we also have same same but different so kind of the vibe of this is is this Leo Aquarius axis I'm kind of thinking where it's like mm. embrace your uniqueness and like like who you are but without getting like stuck in really the cycles of what other people are thinking about I don't know that's not what I was expecting but I think that that is kind of the vibe these days it's Mm -hmm. just and maybe it's just because it's like spirit is like I'm talking to two Libra risings I'm gonna tell them not to people please like Mm -hmm, I got their attention (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah it's like uh I think it's at the same time I was reading a book that was talking about how you can't have community without the individual and you can't have individual without the community because what makes up a community is that there are like individual and differing perspectives and like diversity. So it's like, um, yeah, I guess like embracing who you are by then also allowing the space for everyone else to do the exact same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, with the Aquarius Leo kind of axis thing, and especially recently with Saturn and Aquarius, um, I think a big kind of major manifestation, which kind of like went right over people's heads is the mask thing. Because Aquarius is like what makes you unique. You know, Aquarius is who you are as a person, what makes you shine, you know, in the tarot, it's the star. So it's like who, you know, like what makes you a star. And Saturn, you know, is like restriction and obviously, you know, like tough times and, you know, seriousness and responsibility. And when Saturn entered Aquarius, COVID started and we all had to wear masks. So all of a sudden how we're being individual and unique is being restricted because we all look the same because we're all wearing masks. So isn't that so, so, so that's kind of one of the real life manifestations of Saturn and Aquarius. That's kind of like wow that's like right there um but also yeah it's a lot of people are finally like realizing that there's like a wheel of thinking there is like a wheel that goes around and around and around and that it's not until you like hop off that that you can kind of like step outside of that energy and notice everybody else still caught up in the circle and it's not until 
you step out of that circle that the universe then is like, okay, what do you do now? And I feel like that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, you know, especially with Uranus going over my moon, which I mentioned many times, because it was, that was probably at, so far as, as I've been alive 20 years, the most important transit I've ever lived through, at least by, by memory. Um, Cause it's still ongoing. You know, Uranus is only like six degrees away from my moon still. So <laughs> <laughs> it's and it goes so slow. slow so it's like it goes so slow and it doesn't leave till 2026 so here I am just gonna sit here for another four years also Chiron in our fucking seventh house like I know like relationships are just like and and like one-on-one -on -one, like commitments are just like a pain right now mm -hmm. but I actually think that this Saturn on your Aquarius I mean on your Uranus is probably going to be just as big mm -hmm. and that having that the saturn uranus squares like all last year too with like the fifth and between the fifth and eighth houses it's like just so the, much of those tense energies but like towards something bigger that's and that's like when i started tiktok was last summer so that was like a huge yeah a huge manifestation of a lot of the energy that was going on last summer because we had a lot of good transits, especially for Libra Risings last summer. Like last summer for Libra Risings was a good time. Mm -hmm. um, and this summer too. This um, summer is... Yeah, this summer too, up until until Mars post retrograde. <laughs> but I don't even want to mention it. I, it's like, I should whisper. Because it's in an air sign too. And it's going to go like retrograde right over my Saturn because I have, you know, Saturn and Gemini. So oh I'm like, not, God. not really. And in the ninth house, it's like, I don't want to question my beliefs and like get my whole structure thrown off. Like, no, thanks. I, yeah. I'm really interested to see how that manifests. I'm, I really think what's going to happen is somebody's going to like try to challenge my like belief system or like my structure or like, I feel like I'm going to get to a point where I've like built something up and then somebody's going to try and like question the, mm. the like means or the or the or like the reasoning behind it yeah yeah mm -hmm. very possible well i guess mm -hmm. we just have to wait and say yeah okay. we'll never know well plug yourself where can everybody find you oh yes okay i will plug myself um on tiktok you can find me at aquarius icon so Aquarius icon, no spaces, all lowercase. Um, and then I'll, I'll plug my Instagram too. My Instagram is Noah Williamson. Um, that's just all casual stuff though. So if you just want to see like pretty photos of me and like my dogs and like fun stuff, I do. I believe we're rising. That, so I mean, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, if you want astrology stuff, which is the good stuff, then you can follow my TikTok. And hopefully I'll be posting more this upcoming summer as the summer, you know, gets closer, which it's basically here. Because, you know, as as said earlier by us, Libra Rising gals, we really do kick up during summer. So I'm excited for the summer for sure. Yes, me too. Well, mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming on. It was such a joy. I love yes. the Aquarius insight. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Yay. Okay. And thank you everybody for listening. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy Venus and Aries, baby. Get yes. <laughs> yes. Do something impulsive. Yeah. We all, we all need to do something just exciting and new. Plot. Yeah. Plot.
for the All plug. Right. <laughs> Good 